0: You're being distracted by a balloon, bro. It's a big distraction, bro. The internet is hilarious. Now look, everybody loves balloons. Kids like balloons. Animals like balloons. Adults like balloons. Apart from the adults that have a fear of balloons, which seems like a very first world problem fear to have, doesn't it? What I'm trying to say here is we're going to talk about the balloon. Why are we going to talk about the balloon? Because in 2019, the Pentagon, testing mass surveillance balloons across The United States and look most of us can pay attention to more than one thing at a time so I think it is an important story and we're going to talk about it all right all right internet good also AI we need to get into this AI business because some Christians think it's demonic while others think that it's just a new tool that we need to get on board with quickly and use it to spread the Christian message with so we're going to talk about those two things but first as always welcome to another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Commentary, comedy, and conversation. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, rate, all of that good stuff. Alrighty, look. I've been quite erratic and inconsistent with this show over the last month and a bit, and that's on me. I want quality over quantity, and I don't want to just be putting out episodes for the sake of putting out episodes. And while I do comment on... News and news of the day, news of the week. I also want to dive deep into some other topics like the panda bears and smart dust, those sorts of things, and also find new stories that aren't necessarily front and center. While, of course, providing a bit of comedy along the way, and I just haven't found a system for myself to be more consistent with it. In fact, I recorded an episode last week and I didn't even release it, I just saw it up here as a saved file. Now, I didn't think it was good enough to release. So, with all of that being said, I think the best thing for me to, to get more consistent is to have an episode at the beginning of the week and an episode at the end of the week. I don't want to overextend myself. I think that's probably going to be the thing going forward a Monday to Tuesday episode and a Friday, Saturday episode, two episodes a week. I think that's what I'm going to aim for and get the show back rolling down the road of podcast success. I don't know where that metaphor's going. But look, anyway, enough of the excuses, enough of the, the bitching and the moaning. Let's get into the show. Let's talk about some balloons. And you know what? This whole so-called Chinese spy balloon, which you must have heard of, I'm sure everybody's heard of this, it would have been far more interesting if that balloon had been, you know, a balloon animal. Just, it, it was a bland, basic balloon. And look, it'd be a lot more fun if they could just spruce these things up a bit. A giraffe floating by spying on us. We might not be so concerned about it. Like, hey, look at that. Isn't that look pretty? That's pretty funny, eh? Zebras, elephants, anything you can think of. Just floating on by. In fact, if they were smart, they would make it whatever the popular show was of the time, you know, like a Game of Thrones balloon. Just drifting through the air at thirty, forty thousand 40,000 feet, whatever it is, up in the sky. And then you can just say, oh, it's just an advertisement for Game of Thrones. It's a, it's a fan balloon. I don't know. So you've got to get smart about these things, government. This is... I feel like this is a little bit lazy. Anyway, the balloon, called a Chinese spy balloon, shot down earlier in the week. Of course, it had drifted across most of the USA by then anyway. And you know what? I also had another thought about this. This balloon has more rights than I do. Many of us do. The balloon got to travel the USA. I'm still not allowed in. If you're unjabbed, you are not allowed into the USA still. We have less rights than a rubber mass filled with air. I mean, granted, it did get blown up by a missile but you know i still have a little bit of jealousy about this balloon now the internet the internet's a buzz with all of this and of course you've got the some of the conspiracy theorist types saying you're being distracted as i mentioned at the start but it just blows my mind how people can have that attitude okay maybe we are maybe the media and and the government is distracting us from something hey look at this balloon look at this balloon while they do something over here sure absolutely But if you can't hold more than one thing in your mind at once, then look, you're not a good conspiracy theorist, quite frankly. And you can use this topic to segue into other things. You can start talking about the balloon. Most people know about the balloon. You could then segue into, it's just incredible what they put in the sky these days, isn't it? And lead off into the chemtrails, into the geoengineering, into something that you think is important. Or talking about it being a spy balloon and leading into digital ID, CBDCs. You see, you use these things to introduce other topics that people may never have heard about. This is next-level conspiracy theorising. Would that be the word? What I'm saying is, you've got to play the game smart. And while I think this balloon story is very interesting on its surface anyway, use it. Use it to point out other things. So anyway, what I personally find interesting about this balloon story is that three years ago, and this is a story out of theguardian.com, three years ago well, more than three years ago, in 2019, the Pentagon was testing mass surveillance balloons across the United States. The article says here, the US military is conducting wide area surveillance tests across six Midwest states using experimental high-altitude balloons. Documents filed with the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, reveal up to 25 unmanned solar-powered balloons are being launched from rural South Dakota and drifting 250 miles through an area spanning portions of Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Missouri before concluding in central Illinois. Travelling in the stratosphere at altitudes of up to 65,000 feet, the balloons are intended to, quote, provide a persistent surveillance system to locate and deter narcotic trafficking and homeland security threats, according to a filing made on behalf of the Sierra Nevada Corporation and Aerospace and Defense Company. The balloons are carrying high-tech radars designed to simultaneously track many individual vehicles day or night through any kind of weather. The tests, which have not previously been reported, received an FCC license to operate from mid-July until September, following similar flights licensed last year. So the question then becomes, how long has this been going on? This seems to be in the realm of the whole geoengineering thing. And the balloon drifting across the U.S., Chinese spy balloon, you read this type of story and you start to seriously, seriously question that. Is China being used as the scapegoat here? And of course there's a lot of tensions between the USA and China and Taiwan, so it seems awfully convenient to blame it on them. And then of course if it is actually a Chinese spy balloon, the one currently, the one that was blown to smithereens, why was it left to drift for so long? And I know there's speculation that the Biden administration has been infiltrated long ago by the ccp and and i'm in that camp as well at least corrupted by now back to this balloon article arthur holland michelle or michael the co-director of the center for the study of the drone at bard college in new york what a fascinating name center for the study of the drone the drone sounds like one of those arnold schwarzenegger type of action-packed films in the 90s Uh, he says quote what this new technology proposes is to watch everything at once sometimes it's referred to as combat TiVo because when an event happens somewhere in the surveilled area you can potentially rewind the tape to see exactly what occurred and rewind even further to see who was involved and where they came from these tests have been commissioned by the U.S. Southern Command or Southcom which is responsible for disaster response intelligence operations and security cooperation in the Caribbean and Central and South America. SOUTHCOM is a joint effort by the US Army, Navy, Air Force and other forces and one of its key roles is identifying and intercepting drug shipments headed for the United States. And Jay Staley at the American Civil Liberties Union, a policy analyst, she says, or he says, we do not think that American cities should be subject to wide area surveillance in which every vehicle could be tracked wherever they go. I think we've long passed that time, quite frankly, with all the CCTV cameras, smart cameras, our phones in our pockets. It's just already become a complete surveillance state. Now, Jay says, even in tests, they're still collecting a lot of data on Americans. Who's driving to the union house, the church, the mosque, the Alzheimer's clinic? We should not go down the road of allowing this to be used in the United States, and it's disturbing to hear that these tests are being carried out by the military, no less. But it, like I said, it does remind me of the the geoengineering stuff and the whole media reports that came out about a month ago, particularly that Make Sunsets company, where they were going to be spraying in the atmosphere to dim the sun and the Bill Gates one from three or four years ago as well. It's the kind of thing where it's in the media now, briefly, and it's in kind of suggesting that they've just started doing this. When we know, and we can we can... Confidently speculate this type of thing would have been going on for decades. Of course, where is all the data that they are collecting going? Well, the U.S. military is involved, (laughs) so I think I think we can fairly assume the deep state has got their hands on it. Uh, But there you go. Anyway, 2019, spy balloons, the U.S. over its own country, uh, mass surveillance, basically, and it just thought, isn't that interesting? When. When one gets caught in in February 2023, it's immediately blamed on China. Rightio, moving on. Moving on to the robots, to the AI, the artificial intelligence. Because there's been, and I've seen it in the comments on social media, a lot of Christians basically accusing AI of being a, a demonic force. And I find it very interesting because I've got several email addresses. One of them I never check. And I logged into it for whatever reason. And I received an email titled A Christian Perspective on AI. Now, this is from, or by Andrew Torber, who is the CEO of Gab, and I had no idea I'd even signed up to Gab, but hey, there you go, I've got an email. So Andrew Torber, the CEO of gab.com, which is a social media site similar to Twitter and Instagram and that type of thing. And his perspective is that this tool needs to be used by Christians to spread The gospel and i'm completely on board with his message here so i'm going to read some of his email because he makes some very very good points so he says ai is about to shift the fundamental reality of our of our entire society culture and world it is i feel it is my responsibility to help my brothers and sisters in christ understand this fact come to grips with it and encourage them to start building before our enemies gain too much ground Christians have been building and using tools to glorify God for millennia. This is nothing new, and it's only scary if we allow the enemy to take dominion over these new tools and use them against us as we unfortunately did with the last great leap in technology. Social media. Christians moved too slow and allowed our enemies to dominate the technology to capture the minds of the youth with social media platforms. Thankfully, we've recently been building our own parallel social media platforms like Gab, but imagine if we had started a decade earlier alongside Facebook, Twitter, YouTube etc. The AI arms race will be the ultimate battle of worldviews. Future generations will be shaped by whatever AI they end up interacting with on a daily basis across every facet of society. This is why we must build an AI shaped by the Christian worldview, that is to say one grounded in truth. Now some of you know I've been experimenting with things like chat GPT which is the AI language model and it's interesting because it has built in inherent bias by the creators of it and i got it to admit that by the information it was being fed it has bias it said that to me while i was interacting with it and some of you would have seen people pointing out that if you ask it to write a positive poem about joe biden it will write a sickeningly positive poem about biden but if you ask it to do the same thing about trump it refuses to do it because it goes against its guidelines Now I tested this out further and I asked it to write a positive poem about Karl Marx. It did that, quite happily. I won't read it to you because I don't want you to re-taste your breakfast from this morning. But at least, at least it it refused to write positive poems about Stalin, Lenin, Mao, Pol Pot, etc. However, when I pointed out that Mao used Karl Marx's philosophy and his writings and implemented that in his own country uh, it admitted that yet it still wrote a poem about Karl Marx and so while I was pleased that it refused to write glowing positive poems about these communist tyrants it still at its heart was happy to write about somebody who these tyrants used in their policies. Now, I also saw somebody asked it about, can there be more than two genders? And it went on to say, yes, there can. And kids can change their gender and blah, blah, blah. So you can see the dangers of this. And I think if Christians turn their back on it, it's, it's going to be disastrous for the world. Now, I'll just go back to the email because he says here, uh, over the past few weeks, I've seen many Christians calling AI the Antichrist or the Mark of the Beast or some other such nonsense. This is the result of a century of flawed doomsday eschatology where the modern Christian mind has been somewhat ironically programmed to seek out end time signals and even wishfully embrace bad things happening as a sign that Christ is returning soon. It's time for Christians to stop praying for doomsday and start building for the glory of God again. Now he goes on to point out the... The problems in our society and our culture, like CRT in schools and anti-white content and entertainment, media education, anti-Christian cultural content, and how well popular culture celebrates this degenerate and satanic type of stuff. And that if we if we don't embrace AI and build our own, that this type of thing is only going to get worse. So he says here, few people understand that we are heading towards a world where most of us will literally not know what is real or fabricated by AI when it comes to video, audio and text content. Now this sort of technology, I was looking into this about five years ago and it was scary then. The things that could be done, like you can take say Vladimir Putin or Joe Biden or whoever and create whatever you wanted. You could make them say whatever you wanted and it was to most people indistinguishable from the real person. That's scary enough. Think of where we are now, five years later. So any anyone, anywhere in the world will be able to create stunningly detailed images, videos, novels, news articles, and much more simply by asking an AI system to do it. While some may panic about this emerging technology and rapidly changing world, I actually see it as a massive gospel opportunity. Look, absolutely there's massive concerns about this. This is where I think the positive message comes in and I wholeheartedly agree here. As Christians we know that the truth of Jesus Christ is ultimate, is ultimate reality. Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word is solid ground for us to stand on in a world where reality and fiction are rapidly blended into the fog of artificial information warfare. In a world where people do not know what reality is anymore, they will be seeking solid ground to stand on. Jesus Christ is that ground. And this is really interesting because this goes back into the bias of chat GPT and other AIs. Uh, he points out here that uh, Christians have been leaders in technology, science, math and art, innovation, etc. For, for centuries. The printing press made the mass dissemination of knowledge possible while AI is transforming the way people interact with technology and the world around them. The invention of the printing press led to a cultural and intellectual revolution. AI is also having a profound impact on society, changing the way people work, learn, and interact with each other. Johannes Gutenberg, the inventor of the printing press, was a member of the German Christian community in the 15th century. The printing press played a significant role in the spread of Christianity and sh- in shaping the religious landscape of Europe, and ultimately contributed to the spread of Christianity throughout the world. This, this is where it goes into the chat GPT thing. Again, every player in the AI space right now is spending billions to try to prevent AI from reaching its full potential by neutering it with politically correct wokeness and rewriting history. And just before I go into his example here, this is true. So this isn't uh, just skipping over, uh, just clicking over to a Yahoo News article. Sam Altman's big problem, this is the CEO of ChatGPT, ChatGPT needs to get woke if he wants, to cash, if he wants cash from corporate America. It's a Yahoo News article. And they go on to explain that, that people like us, the normies, the Christians, whatever you want to call it, the based people are actually the minority. So we really need to get on board with the woke thing. We don't want to be spitting out any type of racist stuff from these language models or potentially sexist things from these language models. And of course, this article also points out that white male college educated Americans make up the main demographic of people building AI systems. So any biases they carry may feed into the bot. But I won't go into that article. That's um, yahoo news if you want to look it up Sam altman's big problem chat gpt needs to get woke if you want to read it um, i'll just go back to the email because he brings that up here the snakes in silicon valley like sam altman the ceo of OpenAI, which built chat gpt would love for you to believe that alan turing is the father of computing but in reality but the sorry but the reality is charles babich was widely considered the father of computing long before Alan Turing was even born. Charles Babbage was an English mathematician. Not sure if I'm getting the name right. That's my bad. Do my best here. Charles Babbage was an English mathematician, inventor and mechanical engineer who was credited with designing the first mechanical computer known as the Analytical Engine. He is considered the father of computing and his work laid the foundation for future computer development. Like Gutenberg and many brilliant thinkers and inventors before him, He too was a Christian. Yet you wouldn't know that by asking this question to ChatGPT. Who was the father of computing? And ChatGPT goes on to talk about Alan Turing. So again, the point's just reiterated that we need to create our own AI grounded in truth and not let these types of people rewrite history. And this does go down the path of 1984, the control of, it's an information warfare. It's, It's both spiritual and information warfare that we're in. Although I did see a Christian post on Instagram saying, look, ChatGPT won't even talk about Jesus. I put Jesus in and asked what, who Jesus Christ was, describe the Gospels, and what Christians believe in it. To be fair, it does come up with all of that. Even It even went into the Niacin Creed. So there's a warning there too. Don't just believe a lot of these posts on social media. I think we're all guilty of that at, at times. And um, unfortunately now with all these new tools and everything, like it says here... Content can be created in the snap of a finger, so we have to be a lot more careful and, and kind of double-check our resources, not just blindly believe the things that we're consuming or listening to, like this podcast, for for example. I do my best to get the correct information to you and have my commentary and my take on it and some lols along the way, but don't take uh, me on blind faith alone. Don't take any man or woman or furry on blind faith. That's a really important lesson for us all. Now, further down in the email, he points out AI as a tool. Uh, it's a reflection of its programmer and what it's been fed in the data, etc. It is not conscious. It's a very fast and very accurate generative search engine. That's it. You must program moral ethics into its data and its responses, which is what we must do for the biblical worldview. If not, our enemies will will with their satanic value systems. You can have an AI that responds with Christian ethics and truth. Or you can have one that is based on worldly ethics, where anything goes, and this is where it goes into the chat GPT and asking if kids can be transgender, and that kind of thing. And he does point out that AI is no more demonic than the smartphone in your hand. It can be used for good, or it can be used for evil. Everything in our world is about to be touched somewhere by AI, and in many ways already is. Would you rather this new tool be of the satanic, or Christ-like? I think that's a very, very important message because a lot of Christians are very doom and gloom. And I get it. There's a lot of horrible, horrible stuff going on in the world. But the point here is that we can use this technology to spread the word of God, spread the gospel, and to actually bring people to Christ. So while we can be concerned about this technology and what it's going to do, we, we, sh- we certainly shouldn't just be sitting back as Christians and just criticizing how evil it is when we're allowing these types of people to perpetuate that on, well predominantly the younger generation and and having them grow up being fed by well evil basically Alrighty, righty okay well this has been another episode of the arriving somewhere with matt J podcast commentary comedy and conversation and i'll catch you again good listener in the next one